Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Road Podcast. Today, we have on Erica Westerland from Finland to talk about athlete-centered coaching. Uh, it was really interesting to talk with Erica today because she's been a, a lifelong coach starting at the age of 12 coaching football, and then he became a professional coach in 1981 for ice hockey. He was a self-admitted uh, coach-centered coach for the majority of his career, and then around the Torino Olympics uh, in 2006, he started to notice that players needed something different. They needed a, a coach that cared about them and built relationships with them. So it was really interesting to talk with him about that shift in his career and more about athlete-centered coaching. And, and Rick, I um, want to kick it over to you to talk more about what we talked about in the episode. Before I give a brief introduction about our today's conversation with Erka, I just want to take the opportunity and say thanks to him for taking the time and joining our show. It was a great honor to speak with the founder of our program and this entire athlete-centered coaching approach. Is, it has shaped so much our studies and so much our programs, so much our classes, so much about how the way we are actually learning. And with Erka, we specifically compared and contrast athlete-centered coaching with coach-centered coaching. And we also talked about when is it appropriate to use athlete-centered coaching and when it's maybe more appropriate to use coach-centered coaching because each team is unique each team is individual and each team needs a totally different approach and in addition to that we talked with him about the importance of an of an athlete-centered relationship uh, between the coach and the athlete and how actually with this kind of athlete-centered coaching approach how much you actually can have an impact and influence on the emotions, self-confidence and motivation of an athlete. So maybe this introduction sounds now very short, but it's a very intense and in-depth conversation. Um, Derek and I, we got a lot of new things out of it. I, we have been studying this a lot in our studies. It's around us every day, but there were so many great ideas, great practical applications and I don't want to keep you guys longer here, so now it's time to kick it over to Erka, and we hope that you enjoy the show as much as we did. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today we are joined by Erka Westerlund. We are really excited that Erka is taking the time and joining our show today. And before we starting our conversation, we would like to ask you, how are you doing today and how is everything going for you at the moment? Yeah, thank you. We are living very, very interesting time at the moment, Cor Corona time and, and Of course, it's limit a little bit the life, but summer has been good. A lot of sport and, and different things with family. So everything is very well. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm glad you're here as well, Erica. So. Can you please just tell our audience a little bit about yourself uh, and your coaching background? Yeah, I am. I am old coach, <laughs> almost retired. Retired. 
So, so I started as a very young boy to coach. I was 12 years old when I started to coach seven years old soccer boys and I coached uh, that same team, same players about 10 years. It was my, my first lesson for coaching and after that I, I continued more professional direction. I, I studied first coaching in, in Vierumäki, then, then in the University of Jyväskylä and, and started to coach at the same time professional level players. It was uh, 81 when I started to work as, as a professional coach and, and I have done it now almost 40 years and, and mostly my experiences comes from Finnish hockey but then I have worked also in, in Finnish national team teams in, in almost in all age level levels and then of course men's, men's teams uh, in about 10, 10 big tournaments in Olympics or, or World Championships games or, or uh, uh, how, how do you say it, Canada Cup, it was earlier, World, World Cup the last last time so and then one very exciting year in in Russia also I coached first two years for Jokerit when Jokerit played in KHL and then also one year in Russia Salavat Yulayev in Ufa and it was my last last practical coaching job. Now I have worked a couple of years as a senior advisor for uh, Turun Palloseura in our, our uh, national league. So TPS is playing in, in our highest highest league in Finland. So shortly, that that's was my my road in coaching. Yeah, you started coaching professional coaching 1981, and at this time, I think Derek and I we weren't even born. Uh, so <laughs> it's a very very long time ago. And you said previously that. You started coaching football and you coached the same players for 10 years. And 
it's actually a really good translation to our topic today uh, because the reason why we wanted to have you on for this topic is because we want to discuss with you athlete-centered coaching. And this is, uh, this is one of the first things we are learning in our school with our teacher, Marcos Avia. And every year he gives the first year students a lesson about so. And we know that you have been working very close with this approach. So our, our first question for you is here, what is athlete-centered coaching for you in your eyes? Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's global situation, but, but I believe that is global. I, I think we, we have big change going on. We are moving from, uh, let's say now, coach-centered coaching to more uh, athlete-centered way to coach. And, and if I shortly describe it, I think it means that coaching was earlier like monologues and now it's moving more to dialogue and and uh, I think that uh, Coach-centered approach uh, it release more mental resources of athlete. So so we we try to utilize those. Uh, resources which uh, athlete has and use them in in coaching process and it means that it it's more coaching a human being if we take think uh, uh, coach-centered way to coach. We coached earlier more the hockey. We, we, we tried to improve different things in hockey, improve hockey skills, uh, strength, uh, endurance, uh, hockey sense we concentrated on, on those things but now athlete-centered way is more concentrate on, on mental resources of athlete and those two ways are totally different ways totally different approaches to coach. 
and and uh, as I earlier said, I have coached thirty years as a as a coach and treat way, and uh, it was more monologue. It was what I think, what I see we should do in coaching. But, but athlete-centered way is, is that we will get also the talks of athlete and, and uh, improving thinking we will release more also mental mental uh, strengths to to daily daily practice and and to daily daily working As I said, practically they are totally two different ways, different ways to coach. Erka, you said that you, in your coaching path, you have been spending almost coaching 30 years in a more coach-centered way. When did you, when did you realize you need to make that change to a more athlete-centered coaching, and how did you realize it? Of course, it's it's slowly progression, but but lastly, it happens in in uh, Torino Olympic Games 2006 because I had so good players in that team really mentally strong healthy players who were ready to cooperate with other athletes and and uh, they had a lot of experience from coach uh, from uh, professional hockey but also life experience and and actually i i noticed that hey these are the role models that kind of players i would like to improve from young young athletes and and they were really how I say, I don't know the term, self-acting. They knew what they wanted to do. They had clear, clear plan and, and they were very eager to improve also the team process. 
they they cooperated and I, I noticed at the same time that that we we worked in in small groups the lines or or units and and five persons is the ideal group to do teamwork everybody can be and and uh, be active in that kind of small group and it it happened happened during the tournament that that these units started to work really really active themselves they they didn't need uh, leading from outside they were ready to work and 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 to think and discuss and and doing themselves yeah and i think that's a a really good a really great example so i mean thank you for sharing that and kind of moving on a little bit um you mentioned again as rick said and as you said you've had experience coaching in a, a coach-centered approach and an athlete-centered approach and you know i was wondering if you could describe a little bit how the athlete responds in the two different approaches in terms of the emotions that they feel the motivation that they have and and then the the self-confidence that they have as well yeah yeah first of all i think in athletes centric approach the most important thing is that athlete learns to know himself or or herself i think that's the that that's the most important uh, thing thing for for coach to help the athlete to learn to know himself and and after that that he he learns to lead himself that he knows how to improve him himself and and uh, how to how to lead how to improve and how to lead himself and uh, after that of of course when you know yourself you can know better the other people you meet so so later on you also are good good to work with others to cooperate with with others and and uh, so the i think the basic basic thing thing is that 
on that way you learn to use your own mental resources. And I think the most important resources first is motivation. That you know what you are aiming in sport or in life. And our task, our coach's task is, is to help the athlete to clarify what you want to do, what, what you are aiming in, in, in sport, in hockey or in life. So motivation is, is so big energy resource and, and we should help players to, to find the own, own, own resources. And as I said, motivation is, I, I think, the biggest resource. If you want something, you, you can achieve it in long run if you want, want it. And we spoke earlier already the, to know yourself. I think it's the base for uh, self-confidence. That you know yourself so well, which are your strengths that you can trust. Hey, I am good in these and these things. And that's the base for self-confidence. But it's also important to know your weaknesses, because you have to improve your weaknesses too. And, and, and by working to learn to know yourself, it's the big step for, for strong self-confidence. And of course, emotions is is big uh, power. We think many times that that our skill level is here, but when we find the right emotion level. Uh, performance feeling, our skills will increase. So, emotion is, emotions are, are really big energy resource. But but uh, 
I think that's the very essential thing to understand in uh, uh, athlete-centered approach that we try to utilize those resources what the athlete has inside and 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 get those resources out because we don't we don't use all our our resources what we have we, we have much bigger resources what we think and if you want want to be the best in the world you have to use all all your resources and and find the mental resources you have so it's coaching human being not ice hockey that's the most important thing and that's something we have been discussing here so often already on our show that the human human being is the 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 focus for every coach and you touched on so many essential points here and it, I think it describes very well what athlete-centered coaching is about and how do you build the self-confidence and how do you guide your athletes but I wanted to follow up here and ask you specifically because you said that the most important thing in athlete-centered coaching is getting to know yourself and getting to know yourself it's not easy it takes time it's a long process it's a path and How do we can how do we coaches can support our athletes on their path to get to know themselves in order to build motivation in order to control the emotions and in order to uh, utilize the mental resources you have been mentioning? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think very important is to do common development plan with athlete. I think that's the first step that that uh, you really get the athlete to think different areas and and you will uh, wake up the thinking when you ask uh, from the athlete different things so by questions you you wake up the thinking of athlete what what he thinks and i think this is now first step toward the the dialogue you don't as a coach you should know the right answers but you can't tell them to athlete it's too easy you have to 
wake up the athlete, athlete's own thinking by questions and and that's the way I, I think we should build together with athlete the common development plan. What are your your objectives and how do we achieve those ob objectives? What are the ways how we work that we, we achieve those those objectives we have we have planned? But it's very important that it's it's common plan. It's 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 not coaches' plan. It's athletes and coach common plan. And then the next step is daily to follow that plan. As a coach, my job is all the time follow the athlete, how he behaves, how, how he works, how he trains, how he play. And now I should follow first the motivation. Does those things, uh, do those things happen practically what we have planned? Is the player leaving how he has planned? And it's the practice, it's the recovery, it's the nutrition, all those things. I should follow the motivation. And when I see good things or bad things, I should reflect right away and ask, hey, what, what did you think in that and that situation? So it's it's daily daily working, follow up, discuss and and uh, require that those things happened what we have planned. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of words because this is really interesting to me and this is a topic that I'm, I really enjoy talking about and I really enjoy learning about. So one of the things that we've talked about in our, in our classes is this idea that it, it's not really um, a coach-centered or an athlete-centered way, that there 
so can sometimes be situations where you need one or you need the other. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the certain coaching situations where you would act more in a coach-centered way rather than an athlete-centered way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, one more to the earlier topic still. Motivation is, is one what coach should follow. But then I think coach should follow the attitude, how, how the athlete behaves. He should follow the self-confidence in different situations, responsibility, the emotions. So he should follow all the time the, the qualities of human being. When I was young coach, I followed the skill things, the breakout, a forechecking, uh, how he is skating, uh, hockey things. But in athlete-centered approach, I should follow now the mental qualities all the time. And I know if the mental qualities are in good shape, they are okay, then the athlete will take care of all hockey things. He is ready to learn. He is ready to improve himself. <coughs> himself to skate better and that kind of things, all, all hockey things. So I think it's very, very important to understand that. But as you said, we need both, both things. We need athlete-centered way, we need coach-centered way in different situations. And, and it depends on what are the goals, what we are, we are trying to achieve. And, and I would say, hey, if you have mentally strong players, I, I would use more uh, athlete-centered coaching. But hey, if you have poor, poor players, lazy players, or, or, uh, or I, I mean mentally not so strong players, and you should win the games, for example, in professional professional hockey that you have to win the games or otherwise you don't coach anymore. So, so uh, coach-centered way can be much more effective in those situations. You have clear plan, you Wire very clear what you 
what you want and and do it so simple as as possible you can win win the games but at the same time i think you don't use all these resources and all all the players don't improve so much they could improve and and but also in in uh, uh, with with the good team you need need also the uh, uh, coach centered approach in different situations sometimes you don't have time you have to tell what we are doing now now during the game or or on the bench you need both but i really i think if you want to improve your athletes in long term the future is is athlete centered coaching i think that's a really crucial crucial point what you brought up because for me that's in everything what you do there should be a lot of adjustment adjustments and variability and in coaching it's as you have been saying there's so much variability sometimes there are times where you need to act as a coach centered coach and there are times you need to act as a athlete centered coach because on the professional level where well maybe you have a really good athlete centered coaching approach but the season is not going that well and you get paid for what you're doing so it's there's always a little bit a little bit fire what is burning um so it's a really it's a really really finding that balance when when do you do what and all the time adjusting and reacting to the certain circumstance and um to move on a little bit or moving into more sp specific athlete centered coaching um we learned that there are four and you touched a little bit on those already four four development areas there's awareness responsibility ownership and enjoyment um what does each of these areas look like in an athlete for you yeah i go still back to the what we we spoke earlier i think almost the biggest skill what i i think the coach needs in the future that you know the different types human beings you are working with so that you learn to know different uh, personalities and you can handle each as an individual some somebody needs athlete centered approach somebody needs more coach centered coaching but i think that's the big skill of coach that he learns to know different types and 
and uh, can can uh, tailor the way how he he work he works with with different player. Yeah, these four things are not so familiar for me. Awareness, responsibility, ownership, and enjoyment. But but I understand what what they means, and <coughs> of course, awareness is is also starting point for athlete-centered coaching because awareness of your own own resources is is the main main thing responsibility is is really interesting because it's i think first responsibility for yourself that you can uh, do what you speak and what you think i think there is big difference we have athletes who can who can uh, think and say that i i want achieve these and these things and they are also ready to do practically those things but bigger part of players they think and speak more what they can do and and first thing is that you can live so that you think speak and do the same things but but i think too many times happens so that that <laughs> you you think and speak too much but you can't do things and you you should have responsibility for yourself first but then i think this is then quality to team sport that i am responsibility I have responsibility to my teammates, to my team. I can, I can take, take care of my role in my team. The other, others can, can trust me. Ownership, of course, athletes, athlete should own his sport. He should 
he should grow to ownership so that that he is the the general manager of his own own career but but it it doesn't happen so easily it takes time but i think that's the goal we should help the athlete that he has the ownership yeah and enjoyment hey it's you have you have good good qualities here it's very important because i think hockey and life is not the the goal it's not the thing where we are going to it's more what we are doing now uh, i i think that life is this moment we don't we don't have anything else we have the history and we have the future but the only thing we we can live and do is now and i think first first thing in in sport in hockey is that we enjoy what we are doing we really enjoy and we we try to do that kind of thing we we want to do in 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 life so so <laughs> I think we we should leave this moment we should really understand in the morning that that life is limited uh if we want to do things in our life we have to do it now and enjoy life is 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 limited and it's unique we should value the time and and the time is now this this moment so we we should enjoy all what we are doing in hockey yeah yeah of course and um you know kind of focusing more on the the ownership development area there and, and of the whole concept of athlete center coaching and how is 
how are these ideas linked to the ideas of autonomy, supportive coaching, and um, the self-determination theory? Um, and how is that ownership piece of that kind of carry over to those ideas? Hey, now it was hard question because I have I have tried to do this so simple as as possible. I have uh, studied also psychological things and and different theories and and of course I follow some some things, but I I have learned but but i have tried to do there is so many things in coaching i have i have tried to do it so simple as as possible so that's why i have picked up those five mental qualities i believe in if if i think i should help people to success in life or in hockey. I would concentrate on motivation, attitude, self-confidence, responsibility and emotions. I think if those things are in good shape, everything else follows after that. This is not so. We have so many different theories and, and different approaches. But if you have in the team 30 players and you should help them I have, I have done it so easy as as possible, so simple and easy as as possible. Sorry, I know that it wasn't the the answer to your question, but but close that. No, it, it's really interesting for me that <coughs> this. What you say, this is the point how you meet the basic needs of each individual because according to the self-determination for these are competence, relatedness and autonomy. But what you say, those five mental qualities which you named here, this is your yeah. way of meeting the in, in, individual needs of each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe those five qualities are the biggest thing I have learned during my my career. I have I have tried to find and clarify what are the most important things in coaching and, and those are mine mine my selection. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think it's really interesting too, because it's, 
as you've shared with us so far, you have such a such a great amount of experience in coaching. And I think it's really interesting to see how, you know, as you mentioned, there's so many different theories, so many different ideologies out there that, you know, they're all kind of bubbling up to the same, to the same idea and to the same goal, which is just to create better athletes and better people and, and everything like that. So um, kind of moving on um, to a different kind of area of the, of athlete centered coaching, how important is a strong coach athlete relationship um, for an athlete centered coach? And, and then how do you build strong relationships with your players? Yeah, I think it's the most important thing. Uh, in coach-centric approach, I I didn't need that kind of relationship, but in in athlete centric approach it's the most important it's the, it's the most important to create the trust between the coach and athlete if you don't have the trust you don't have anything and I think it starts from a dialogue with athlete and, and coach. And you, you start to learn what the athlete thinks and and you should feel how do you say in any english empathy is it what is it yeah empathy 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 yeah yeah, yeah. I, i think it's very important thing that coach can can uh, think and and feel what what athlete thinks and feel so that for example you can find the right topics you see that athlete is ready to tell you and he's he's interested in that thing or and he's eager so you have to find the way how you approach different athletes and create at the same time the trust with athlete but I, I uh, sometimes 
you you find it fast. Sometimes you need to work longer time. That that you you will create the trust with with the athlete. Yeah, getting the to know the individual athlete is such so important and it's it's not easy. It as you said, it takes time. It's a lot of it's a lot it's a long, very, very long process and it's it's much more work to coach this way, but in the end it's it will be much more rewarding because I personally believe the environment will be much, much better there's and as we said, enjoyment as you have been saying, it's the most important thing what we are doing now and I think it's for everyone kind of easier to enjoy the things what we are doing. And I wanted to ask you if you, for example, if you take a team over and you speak the first time to them, how you stay in front of them and you speak the first time to them, how does the process for you looks like? How do you build that relationships between athletes and you? Yeah, that's the one, one thing. Uh, why how and how coach centric way and and athlete centric way are different thirty years ago when I coached the team mostly i I spoke to the team nowadays the Team meetings are short, but there is a lot of individual meetings all the time. So it it based on individual and and individual meeting and and dialogue. And it's big work. The, they also say that athlete-centered coaching is is soft way to coach. But I know at least it it requires a lot of work. You have to use your time. And in those meetings, you have to be there. You have to be really in that moment. You, you have to be fresh. You have to listen a lot. You have to be very smart to do right questions. It's really demanding way to coach. And all the time, you have to earn the trust of the player. And hey, that, that, that's interesting. If coach is able to do that, he has to learn, he has to know himself very well. 
you you and also you you have to be ready to run yourself you can't you can't run this athlete centered coaching if you you can't if you don't know yourself or you can lead yourself so first step to athlete centered coaching is that coach knows himself and can lead him himself So Erica, I think um, we have one. We have time for one more question, if if that's all right with you. And you know, yeah. it's um, it's pretty common knowledge that in our program, at least, that when you moved to coaching in Russia, um, you had to adapt more back towards a coach-centered philosophy and and approach. And you know, you talked about switching or starting to make the change in the Torino Olympics. But I was wondering if you could describe a little bit about that experience of going to Russia and, and almost having to revert back to coach-centered. And, and I, I want to throw this thought at you as well as I heard one of my classmates say when you gave a lecture to our, to our class that this shift was actually one of the most athlete-centered things you could have done for that team since, um, since the athletes on that team needed a more coach-centered coach. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Russian, Russian culture and Russian uh, hockey is good example about uh, very goat-centered way to do things. Goats, goats is is big boss. In, in Russia and the players have used to that. They they have used to to get clear uh, advices and and what what they should do and and maybe not so much own thinking they are they they are ready to do the players are heavy things if the coach tells that hey we are doing this they 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 are strong but but If you try to do it different, that hey, you should start to think yourself more. What do you want? They have not used to do that. They 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 are not ready, and that's why maybe it was we tried to coach on athlete-centered way, but it didn't work. 
and and we had good players, good hockey players. So if you want coach, you have to win. And and that's why we we changed back. Not so much speaking, more more doing, and and uh, maybe that's was the reason I I coached only one year in in that team because I I returned back to my roots to to coach and treat coaching and I wanted to improve my myself on on that new way to coach because I learned every day I learned different people I learned how they act and and this old way to coach didn't give me anything new so so it doesn't inspire me to to do it more Taka, i have one final follow-up here for you if this is okay because there's something what really caught my interest is that you said the players they are not used to own thinking and they don't really apply own thinking in their practice they're more used to do 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 as you have been saying how did that show in the game that they are not used to own thinking and how did it show overall yeah of course hey in everywhere in the world we have different people also in russia they are same same people like we have in Finland here, <laughs> different, different, different people. But uh, I think that they didn't use all those strengths, all those power resources, what, what they had. And for example, cooperation. I think it based more on on that they practice cooperation so much that it works practically. But they didn't do it outside and so that they have the same aim and, and same ways how to do it but because they practice so much they are they are doing quite good to, to cooperation the team play but there is so much resources they they didn't use and they they could play much better team play if if they would also think and discuss more what we are trying to do yeah i think 
I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I think it's a, it's a good place to, to wrap up the interview. So Erica, just one more time, thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor to talk to you today and uh, we hope you have a, a pleasant week and, and enjoy being around Viramaki. Thank you. Hey, it's, it's my pleasure if I, I somehow can help the young generation to, to do things better than we, we, have, we have done earlier. I think that's the main idea of coaching, that, that we improve all the, all the time and we learn and we do things better in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Have a good rest of your thank day. Thank you. Thanks, Eka. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thanks. I personally feel that we had today a very insightful and powerful conversation about athlete-centered coaching. And I just found it so fascinating how Erka was talking about the entire concept and how he compared and contrast athlete-centered versus coach-centered coaching and how he, how he personally reflect the entire episode basically on his own experience. He, he gave great answers, but at the same time he was reflecting. And the first thing Erka said in our conversation is that Early coaching was a monologue, now it's moving to a dialogue. And the first step to establish with your athlete a dialogue is to ask questions. And he said as well, you need to know the answers, but you need to ask questions. You need to make the athlete think. You need to teach the athlete that he, that he or she actually learns to utilize his mental resources. And he also said that the most important thing in athlete-centered coaching is that the athlete, the athlete, he or she needs to get to know him or herself. After that, he or she learns to lead. And getting to know yourself is the base for self-confidence. And at the same time, it's the base that you learn about your strengths and about your weaknesses. Derek, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, Rick, I think there's a lot to unpack from this episode today with Erica. And I think it was, you know, really powerful. You mentioned it as well, the moving from a monologue to a dialogue. And, you know, Erica put it best when he said that athlete-centered coaching is the future. Um, you know, it's going to be more common and more widely used. I think at all, at all age groups, as athletes become more uh, aware of themselves and how they develop and, and how to act on the ice and off the ice. And I think you know, it, it was really interesting, the part of the conversation when we were trying to figure out what the appropriate times to use athlete-centered coaching are and when the appropriate times to use coach-centered coaching are because it's so tough to, to be aware of those situations when you need to use either one. And, you know, another part of the conversation that really struck, struck me was the, the part about the athlete, the common development plan that we talked about and, you know, getting the athlete to think about the different areas they need to develop and and I like how Erica put it, you know, wake up the thinking of the athlete. The first question we coaches should ask ourselves, how do we actually wake up the thinking of our athletes? And it is by establishing a collaborative development plan between athlete and the coaches, as Erica has been making very clear in our conversation. And how do you actually do this? He, he mentioned five very crucial steps, which I want to repeat because we both wrote them down. They're really, really important and they're very practical. First. You need to 
between the athlete and the coach, you need to establish the objectives. What are the objectives? Why do we have this development plan? The second step is how do we achieve those objectives? Then the third step is you need to follow the plan daily, daily and you need to follow the athlete da the daily. And by this, Erka meant you need to follow the attitude, self-confidence, responsibilities, motivation. You need to follow all the time the mental qualities of the athlete. And the most important thing what he said is you need to follow the human being. By that he meant how he acts, how he behaves on the ring, outside the ring, and how he performs. And also, he said the fourth step is if you see something positive, reinforce it. Go to your athlete. Tell them that they did the things good, that they improved, that they did better. And the fifth thing is you need to require, require these things every day so that they work, work out as planned. Yeah, Rick, and you know, obviously these development plans that the coach and the athlete develop together, they're, they're so individual to that athlete. And I think that's one of the key pieces of athlete-centered coaching is that you're, you're treating each individual as an individual. And you have a, a group of humans uh, that you're coaching. And I think you mentioned the, the mental qualities of an athlete and, you know, the five mental qualities that, that Erica works to develop in, the, in his athletes and his environment are emotions, responsibility, self-confidence, motivation, and attitude. And I think those are so, so crucial within athletes to develop. And, you know, you need all of those resources, all of those qualities in order to be the best that you can be and to develop to your potential. And I think that's, that's, a really crucial point of what Erica was mentioning today. I love when Erica said that these five mental qualities are the biggest thing he has been learning on his journey as a coach and as a human being. In addition to that, I found it very interesting when he was saying that this is his way of meeting each, each individual needs of each athlete. And moving forward a bit that we have been talking a lot in our today's conversation with Erica about relationships and in athlete-centered coaching, relationships is the, having relationships between a coach and an athlete is the most important thing. Without having that, you are lost. You're out of control of your environment. You're out of control of your players. And the most important piece here is that you establish the trust buy-in between the coach and the athlete. And without trust, you don't have anything, he said. And... He, in addition to that, he said, building relationships in, is based on individual meetings, a lot of individual meetings. And in the meetings, you need to listen. You need to ask the right questions. And the right questions, you ask the right questions by listening carefully. Then you have the opportunity to ask the right questions. And the third point is, he said, you need to be present in the moment, 100%. Otherwise, you have no chance to get to know your athlete. Yeah, Rick, I think that that's relationships between the athlete and the coach, they're, they're so crucial. And, and you stole my quote there, without trust, you don't have anything. And I think that just highlights, you know, the importance of having trust between an athlete and a coach. And, you know, it's, it's not just a one way street where the coach should know the athlete, you know, it's, it starts by knowing yourself as a person and letting the athlete know you as well. You know, what kind of person you are, what kind of coach you are, what your values are, what your philosophy is. And how you interact with the athlete is, is so crucial in that way. And I think that helps build that trust with the athlete is just knowing who each other are on a personal level and how 
how you act, what personalities you have. And it, it, it's just so crucial to have that trust. And I think that that kind of sums up my key takeaways from today's episode. And, and Rick, do you have any final thoughts before we head out? I have one final thought about, about our today's conversation with Erka and about athlete-centered coaching. Um, athlete-centered coaching is for me about creating a vulnerable environment where each athlete feels physical and emotional safe and where everyone has the opportunity to grow and to learn every day. Yeah, Rick, I think that, that, that sums it up quite nicely. And, you know, just to take us out here, don't forget to connect with the show on social media. Um, our handle is at the coaches road and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then send us an email. If you have any thoughts or comments or just want to get in touch, uh, our email is the coaches road at gmail.com. Thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next week.